Welcome everyone back to the Think and Reform podcast. I'm your host today, Luke Saint, and today I'm going to be doing what I like to call a segment of the podcast called low-hanging fruit, where I just take cheap shots pretty much at knuckleheads on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, people who want to sound smart and try and talk about religion while not really knowing much about religion or anything surrounding religion at all. And uh, today's uh, wonderful clip comes from two people, and uh, their names are Fatal Pros LLC and Chow Christie. Now, we're going to listen to this clip, and then we're going to react to it. Um, I'm very sorry because you're probably going to become more stupid after hearing this. So um, just foreshadowing this is with a future apology for what you're about to hear. Uh, sorry in advance. And uh, Chow Christie, I believe, is the one who starts it off with a dumb question. And then we get an even dumber answer. So let's let's get dumb. What if water is God? Then that would mean God is both in us and all around us. That God is both above and below us. Why a woman's water breaks when we're born and why some religions observe the ritual of baptism. But if water was God, then that would mean that God has no gender, that God takes the shape of whatever container God appears in, which would explain why we have so many different belief systems. Which begs the question, what is the spiritual significance of poisoning the water in Flint, Michigan, or the oil burning in the Gulf of Mexico, or the large islands of garbage floating in the Pacific Ocean? If God was water, would that not mean that every natural place is holy? That every thunderstorm was a church without walls? That when the rain falls, it's an act of God's death giving life? And when it evaporates again, it's the day of resurrection? And life itself was just a test of learning how to be and flow like water. How to give life to other people and how to refresh their spirits and quench their thirst with your presence. Okay, so there's the clip. Um, hope everyone uh, enjoyed it for what it was, which is uh, akin to enjoying a dumpster fire or a train wreck, because that was an absolute uh, train wreck of a question and a dumpster fire of an answer. Like, uh, gather around, everyone. We're going to take a look at this heaping, burning mass of stupidity that uh, it, 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 there's nothing else to call this, okay? It's not wisdom. It's not knowledge. It's a stupid question of what if water was God? Like, wh why, what in the world would prompt you to ask that question? What if um, uh, cardboard? Um, what if um, uh, umbrellas? You know, why, why did you pick, why'd you pick water? You know, of all the things? Uh, but, okay, well, let's, let's try and go through and take a gander at what these knuckleheads are trying to say. What if water is God? Okay, I mean, that, that, that you start that question off and what are we supposed to do with this? Just like gather, gather around and let's all try to answer this really important question. What if um, the, the creator of the universe, the ultimate supreme revealed God in nature um, and scriptures was water? And we, I mean, who even felt the obligation to answer this question? Who was like, oh, I need to get on that. You know, that's this, this is something that needs to be answered right now. You know, I mean, this, this is just like a, like, a, you know, this is like the, this is the kind of question that causes teachers to believe that, yeah, there are stupid questions. 
You know, that, that this is the kind of one where, where like teachers like, oh, I don't believe any stupid questions. Then someone's like, oh, what if water was God? And, and suddenly the teacher's like, yeah, I guess well, I was wrong. I guess there are stupid questions. This is a dumb question. Why, why does anyone even feel the need to answer it? If it goes unanswered, what do we lose? If it goes answered, what do we gain out of this? It's, it's unbelievably silly and stupid. But yet people answered it. And that would mean God is both in us and all around us. That God is both above and below us. Why a woman's water breaks when we're born and why some religions observe the ritual of baptism. Uh, okay, that, no, that, that wouldn't ex explain any, any of those things you just posited would not explain why water is above us or water above us and below us and in us and around us and, and why a woman's water breaks. Seriously, if I didn't know any better, I, I would think that the guys walking through Target and reading all the kitsch signs that Chip and Joanna Gaines put up in their hearth and hand section at Target. I, I, it, it's, it's all just, you know, uh, eat, pray, love responses to, to uh, an eat pray, eat, pray, love suggestion or a question. It's, it's, it's stupid. That's what, we're, that's what we're dealing with here. And, and, and the guy's just trying to, like, make as many comparisons uh, that sound wise to God and water in as short of amount of time as he possibly can. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, the metaphors and the, and, and the parables are so silly because, you know, as soon as you say, well, I mean, you know, well, that would explain why a woman's water breaks. Okay. Well, okay. Well, how about when I go to the bathroom? There's a lot of water there. What does that mean? You know, what, what if I walk through a puddle? What does that mean? What did I just do? You know, the, the, you know the, 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 he's just taking the positive things about water and, and applying it to God and saying that so, somehow answers some sort of great super spiritual question. And, and, and it doesn't. And, and we're going to find out the real reason why he's answering it this way at the end. He gives it away. He gives everything away at the end and, and, and shows us what it's all truly about. I can't believe this, I'm saying this, but let's continue. But if water was God, then that would mean that God has no gender, that God takes the shape of whatever container God appears in. Okay, all right, so we're getting, we're getting to uh, uh, why he would answer it this way, maybe. Okay, so we're making a God in our own image, and in our own likeness, a God that, that we can appreciate, a God that uh, doesn't judge us, a God that doesn't have any law, thank goodness, a God that doesn't have any history, a God that's completely irrelevant because, you know, Water doesn't tell me how to live. Water doesn't tell me what's right or what's right or what's wrong. You know, I live in a first world country, so water's usually just a blessing or sometimes at the greatest, you know, inconvenience, it's an annoyance, you know, when I'm trying to work and it's raining or something like that, or if, you know, the pipe breaks up in the bathroom or something. You know, this, this whole mantra is trying to justify sin and praise man. It's trying to decrease God and lift man into his position to start calling new things, things that God has not called good. He's going to start calling them good and things that God calls good. He's going to start calling bad. This is the kind of silliness that we're dealing with in this video. But you know, that, that would explain why water takes the shape of, uh, whatever you it will put, I mean, whatever you put it in. Um, that, I mean, first of all, it doesn't explain anything, but um, that, that does explain, I mean, he, he's the, the illusions he's making here, the, the comparisons, the facsimiles he's making here are 
actually more accurate and representative of sin. If he would have put sin instead of God, it would actually make a lot more sense. You know, why sin is in us, is all around us, is below us, above us and below us. It takes the shape of whatever you put it into. You know, this makes a lot more sense if you would take it and put the word sin and substitute it for God instead of taking his name in vain in such a stupid and silly way. Completely unnecessary. <laughs> again, you said, you said, which would explain why we have so many different belief systems. But again, that's, that's a result of sin, not a result of water or God. This would make so much more sense if he substituted the word sin. Not all of it, of course. <laughs> There's no way to make perfect sense of this. Which would explain why we have so many different belief systems. Which begs the question, what is the spiritual significance of poisoning the water in Flint, Michigan? See, and this is the kind of stupid questions you get. You know, what is the spiritual significance of poisoning the water in Flint, Michigan? What's the spiritual significance when you go swimming in a lake? What's the spiritual significance of um, tripping down a manhole and falling into the sewer? There's water down there. Is, is this like a... Like a, like a Zen Buddhist, like, ooh, mm, I just got wiser, ooh. See, and, and he's just posing questions. There's no answer to these. He's just trying to sound smart. Or the oil burning in the Gulf of Mexico, or the large islands of garbage floating in the Pacific Ocean. If God was water, would that not mean that every natural place is holy? No, it wouldn't mean that. No, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't mean that at all. Every natural place is holy. I, I, again, this is this is where we start walking into Target and start reading the, the the Chip and Joanna Gaines, you know, farmhouse signs that are that are plastered everywhere so that you can feel good about your suburban house and try to make it into a fake farmhouse. That every thunderstorm was a church without walls. Can't you just see that? You know, like you know, every thunderstorm is a is a church without walls. You know, or it's it's like a it's like an Instagram post. You know, I can see that. Uh, man, maybe I should do that, man. I maybe get more likes than, rather than trashing these knuckleheads. That when the rain falls, it's an act of God's death giving life. And when it evaporates again, it's the day of resurrection. And life itself was just a test of learning how to be and flow like water. Dude, just, come on. Uh, credit. Credit Bruce Lee with that, please. Come on, that's Bruce Lee. We all know it's Bruce Lee. Just credit Bruce Lee with that. Don't don't take that for yourself. You don't you don't get that for yourself. Okay, that's Bruce Lee. How to give life to other people and how to refresh their spirits and quench their thirst with your presence. Yeah, and at the end of the video, he gives it away. Who's it really all about? What's what's this really all about? Well, it's all about praising man and saying that um, you know you are the one who um, lifts people up and lifts people's spirits and blesses other people with your presence. Right, and so it starts off with what, what, what if water is was God, and it ends with, wow, I guess I can really bless other people with my presence. Again, this is just man exalting himself into the place of God, and this is the kind of silliness and stupidity that you get. You get stupid questions like this that that are just thrown out there. I mean, they're, they're you know a rhetorical question. You know, everyone knows the answer, but this isn't even rhetorical because nobody knows the answer to these. Just knuckleheads trying to sound smart. Hopefully we can solve this problem by reading from Isaiah. We're going to go to Isaiah chapter 32, verse 6. And it says, For the fool speaks folly. Heard a lot of that. And his heart is busy with iniquity to practice ungodliness, to utter error concerning the Lord, 
to leave the craving of the hungry unsatisfied and to deprive the thirsty of drink. This verse applies so perfectly to what this guy was saying or these two people were saying or trying to posit. They're leaving, people looking for answers about God, they're going to stumble upon this video and they're going to become more stupid and more clueless about who God really is and they're going to be affirmed again in their sin driving them farther away from who God actually is, thereby leaving the, cra- uh, the, the craving of the hungry unsatisfied and to deprive the thirsty of drink. If you want to compare God to water, go to where Christ stands up in the middle of the feast and says, I am living water. Whoever comes to me will thirst no more. That's about as close as you can get to comparing Christ to, uh, to God to water. But again, we can't go to the Bible for that, right? We have to go to ourselves. We have to go to Target to learn who... Uh, God is and and is God like water. Let's leave the Bible with the comparisons about who God is and who God isn't rather than knuckleheads on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening to the low-hanging fruit portion of the Think and Reform podcast, and always think and reform.